Welcome to Was I Drunk, a podcast for the refined, pretentious prick who waxes poetic at parties when they've had more than one smeared off ice. I'm your host, Austin Cross, and my co-hosts today are going to be Sean and Wayne. Okay. You looked right at him, wondering what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, this is Wayne. Jesus Christ, Sean has the social skills of a fucking ant. You whispered it. Say it louder. What? Who are you? I'm Sean. Okay, that's fine. Sean's going to be pretty quiet because he's far away from the microphone and he uh, is uh, not trying to make any effort to get closer. So um, before we get started today, let's go ahead and check in with our bar master extraordinaire, Aaron, and see what's on tap for today. Well, today I've made for us one of my favorite springtime drinks, which is the sidecar. It is a cognac-based drink, which is balanced with an orange liqueur and fresh citrus juice, um, served in a sugar-rimmed glass. So a quick side note on rimming your glasses for cocktails, um, always do so with citrus. So take your lemon or lime, rub it along the rim of your glass, and then roll it in either sugar or salt, depending on what your drink calls for. Um, it will adhere a whole lot better to your glass uh, and won't fall into your drink. So this is a shaken drink. So grab your shaker, put in one and a half ounces of cognac. Um, I like Pierre Ferrand here. Hennessy VSOP would also be great. Uh, one ounce of orange liqueur. Um, I like Cointreau, but uh, Grand Marnier would also be great. Uh, three quarter ounce fresh lemon juice. Uh, shake that, pour it in your sugar-rimmed glass, and garnish with an orange twist. So, everyone enjoy, and let's get going. Well, we're all sitting around having one of those sidecars, and it tastes absolutely delicious. Uh, thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. So, the topic for today, guys, the main topic at least, is going to be about medical debt. I saw an article the other day that said uh, most medical debt will be wiped out from consumer credit reports. This is on CNBC.com. And it absolutely infuriated me. Not because I'm like, you know, the Monopoly guy and really pissed off I'm going to be like losing my money, but it's just a PR stunt. I mean, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you sent us the article and I literally have it pulled up now. And part of it is that it's it's not just wiping out the debt they're they're only counting it for like a year if you don't pay off the debt within a year it still hits your credit report oh does it really yeah wow. so it's That's not even a really real dick move yeah so it's not even really like helping i mean i'm sure to a certain extent yes but it's still the problem of you know someone who probably can't pay off their medical debt in a year is probably not going to pay it off at all. I mean, it's still a problem of they're not really helping anything. They 
yeah they they still have the debt the the also the other thing they mentioned here is that they're going to do this after significant market research and i'm not sure what that means either just determining how much to erase yeah i'm sure it is i mean once again it's all about like how much money really matters to them because at the end of the day let's be real this is about the economy. This is about beefing up the economy. This about letting people buy crap, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially the really good crap where you need good credit scores to do it, where you need to take out loans. Like cars, um, you houses. A, yeah, yeah, cars, houses. You boats. Know, boats, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, boats. Hot boats tubs. Is, boats is expensive. Yeah. Or you can forget that, just getting a credit card, right? And charging up some mm-hmm. uh, fun stuff at uh, Target. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just about feeding the economy. They're not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts, obviously. They're doing it because they want you to spend more money you don't have. And they're just guising that. Like, not guising, that makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Disguising it. It's under the guise of them being nice, you know, nice and helpful and trying to, you know. We understand that everybody's going through a hard time right now. Yeah. That kind of. Yeah. I know you're having a hard time right now, so I'm going to let you put yourself into. Even more debt. Yeah, it absolutely infuriates me. Um, not just because my credit's shitty. Well, that's part of it. But the your, fact your that... Your credit's been shitty since long before. Oh, yes, it. I know. It's been shitty for a very long time. I briefly, briefly raised it enough to be able to buy a house. And then it's right back into shitty again. Well, and that's the other problem with credit in general, is you you do one thing that affects your credit negatively... And you have lost 40 points. Oh, yeah, of course. You spend two and a half years doing everything right, keeping your credit, you know, your credit to debt ratio low, Mm. you know, uh, paying everything off as you go and doing whatever you can. And every month you get a little alert on your credit app because everyone uses them that says, you know, your points, your, your points have raised by one. You're doing great. (laughs) Like you got no idea why, but your credit's suddenly different. Yeah, you know what? It absolutely... Okay, so here's what gets me. Is, for example, for example, um, I had got my credit score up to about 700, okay, a couple years ago. And I was very excited about that because I was, for the one time, going to break 700, okay? And then I paid off my car. Now, I had never once been late on the payment. I had never once, like, fallen behind even a little bit. Paid off my car ahead of time even. Because I made extra payments. And my credit score dropped by 50 fucking points. It dropped by 50 fucking points because I had closed a line of credit. Although it's not a line of credit. We all know it's a loan. So you're telling me the banks can't determine between what's a loan and what's a credit card? What's an actual open line revolving credit? Of course they can. They just wanted to kick me in the dick for doing the right thing and not having to owe someone money. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You paid so, it off before paying all of that sweet, sweet interest on it. So the credit score is more about how good a risk you are, like how how well you will produce money for them. Well, of course it is, yeah. So then... And, and let's be real, it didn't even exist until 1989. That's when they invented the FICO score, okay? There were hmm. credit reporting agencies long before that, okay? But you had to, like, send a letter in, and it wasn't, like, a, broken down to a score, okay? They looked at your actual, like, hey, here are the actual facts of what you've done. And then someone made a decision based off of that. And, yeah, that's a little subjective, right? But that's a little more human than mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, here's a number, and 
We have a certain set criteria. If you fall between this number and this number, you do or do not get this loan. Hmm. And my hands are tied. As opposed to being like, okay, yeah, well, this one report said maybe you were delinquent on one thing, but you had great payment since then. I'm going to give you a chance. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if the complexity of how many loans, like with a credit card, every purchase you make is essentially kind of a, a mini loan, right? So with all the complexity, do they try and kind of wrap that up into a central number or uh, what's the... Well, yeah, it's well, yeah. it's basically your ongoing uh, credit to debt ratio. How much of your credit have you used? You know, you have $1,000 on this credit card and you've used $1,000 of it. You are high risk currently because, you know, we gave you $1,000 and you used it all and we don't like that until you pay us back. Yeah. And yeah. then we love it. Yeah. And then, of course, if you want to build credit, let's say you don't have credit. You're 18 years old and you just getting just get out of high school. Oh, we'll give you a credit card, but you have to pay a yearly fee. Mm-hmm. You have to pay ridiculously high interest. 26 point something APR because, you know, you might be a risk. Uh. So I was originally opposed to getting a credit card, and I didn't even have one till later on in college, till my uh, girlfriend, now wife, was telling me about credit, because I did not understand it too well. Well, I mean, nobody really no. talks about credit before. I mean, uh, 1989, you're talking a fairly new eh. thing that impacts everyone's lives so deeply that, you know, it, yet... There's no sort of course on it. You know, I I learned in a math class in middle school how to balance a checkbook. Yep. And I learned nothing about keeping track of the money that you spend on a credit card. And at the end of the day, our whole lives are, like, determined by this. Let's be real. At the end of the day, your your, your economic freedom... Because everyone needs credit for the most part, right? Mm. I had a friend... Redacted. Right? His cousin was a i want to say redacted okay his wife was fucking redacted both pretty upper income middle class jobs okay they're both making over 100k a year starting out pretty much when they first got out of college okay they bought their own house all this stuff blah 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 they went to some seminar okay about oh financial freedom blah 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 blah, blah, blah right and it preaches like oh well you just need to not take on any debt Welcome to the real fucking world. Most people, don't, most people don't have that option. They don't have that luxury. Because he literally said, I never take anything into debt, right? I always buy everything in cash. And I'm like, okay, most people, I don't think you can save up for a house to pay for in cash before the 30 years it would take. And even though I don't mm-hmm. think you would be able to do that because you're paying rent the whole time, right? right. So what, what kind of fucking nonsense is that? Hey, he's preaching yeah. like, oh, just don't take on debt. Well, well, then what the hell do you do if you don't have a $100,000 a year it's job? It's simple. You just be independently wealthy. Well, yeah, obviously, right? Just have some money. That's, that's the easy the, answer, right? See, you charge people for a seminar <laughs> to learn how to become independently wealthy. Of course. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, avoid that's... going into debt. More of the, uh, what is it, Dave Ramsey or whatever it is, like, no debt system where you're, like, constantly paying off all your debt, but, or not taking on any. And then, in order to get a loan for, say, a house, you have to find some sort of special agency that will probably charge you a little bit more anyway. Yeah. 
Well, you know, there's this um, <laughs> this comedian, Rodney Carrington. He was a stupid redneck comedian. Um, not that all rednecks are stupid. I don't want to alienate my, my listeners yeah. in Alabama. You're going to get canceled by, <laughs> get canceled uh, by the now. people that hate cancel culture. That's true. All of the cancelization. So anyways, and he had this little bit he did. And I thought it was freaking hilarious. He's like, you know, poor people got shitty credit. He's like, now, you can't get credit if you got shitty credit. How the fuck are you supposed to get credit? And that's like the reality of the situation. Oh, yeah. You have to basically pay extra to build this mythical, magical number. Let's say we didn't have the credit score and we didn't have all this shit, right? Let's say you just, I don't know, paid your goddamn bills on time and people made a determination on loaning you money based off of what you had personally accumulated, right? Like, what's your, what are your assets? What are your, what, no. what, 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 I don't know. That's, that's credit. That's credit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've, you've found a new way to make credit. <laughs> well, that's fair. I'm, not, I'm just saying, but you're right. It's a it's a problem of it's skewed. My problem is the score. It's not having a bureau there that says this guy was late, late, late and defaulted on a mortgage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand. Look, I'm all for eat the rich. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, if you're a bank, yes, you have to have some certainty you're gonna get your goddamn money back. Okay, mm-hmm. but but the score is what bothers me because there it's so freaking finicky. You gain one point, like you said, one point for all this great behavior. And oh, I popped over the thirty percent threshold on my credit, uh, my 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 limit on my credit card, right? So I've used thirty-five percent of my available credit, and all of a sudden I drop thirty points. What the hell? Don't give me the goddamn credit if you don't want me to use the goddamn credit. Well, they want both. They want you to use the credit, but they don't want you to use all of the credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. how they get you. Goes back to the the credit card thing. They'll give you a credit card for you know six thousand dollars, you know six thousand dollar limit, and they want you to use it. They want you to use it all the time. They don't want you to pay it back every month. No, they, no. they want they want that interest on there. Well, you know, that's I seriously have money. yeah to make money. Well, I, I get it. Look, that's the world we fucking live in. You have to make some money. I get that. But I seriously had a situation where I think it was. Uh, Oh yeah, this is right before I was going to buy the house, right? This is like a year and a half ago, two years ago. I was get, I was preparing to buy a house. I was working really hard on getting my credit up, making sure it was where it needed to be at so I could buy a house. My first house at 37 years old. Okay, it's how long it took me to buy my first house. And that's somewhat on me, but whatever. Aww. To be fair, <laughs> you you didn't you also didn't get out of college until... Hey, now. Okay. No, go ahead, you're right. fine. I'm just fucking with you. Well, I don't really remember. 30... I, look, I did dick around a little bit. Let's be real, okay? But, but, okay, I know people people who graduated college in their early 20s didn't own a house that were 30. Right. So anyways. Some of us owned our house in the the late 20s. Yeah, okay, Mr. Moneybags. I'm sorry. I'm an engineer. So anyways. Um, my big thing was I, I was building this credit. I was working really hard. I was, I was paying down my debt like crazy to bring up my credit score because I needed it to be higher to buy a house. And then Synchrony Bank, I'm pretty sure it was Synchrony Bank, okay? Yeah, it was. Synchrony Bank closed three of my credit cards with no warning for no good reason. Literally, I had never missed a payment on any of those cards. My... Credit limit had been reduced on both credit limits, sorry. My debt or whatever, you know, my percentage used of utilization, yeah. my utilization yeah. curve uh, was only like 20% on both cards. I paid it down to like 20%. And I, I said, I never missed a payment. And they closed all three 
Because they decided, after reviewing the facts, that I had too much credit out there. Didn't mind, didn't matter that I've never missed a payment. Obviously, I wasn't any problem paying them, but they decided I had too much outstanding debt, and they closed all three cards. And the fact they closed all three cards closed three accounts, which hurt your credit. It lowered my available credit on my total accounts, and that hurt my credit, and it dipped me down below the threshold to buy a house. So then I had to delay like six more months, which meant the housing market sucked at that point, even worse than it already had sucked, okay? Yeah. Everything had gone up in price, and now I'm paying more money. Hmm. It's just not a fair system, is what I'm trying to say. Obviously, I mean, I well, no, think the obvious. I think there's very few people who would agree that that the credit system is a fair system. Bankers, well, <laughs> outside of bankers and people who work with the credit industry, uh, you know, it's it's just about any industry you encounter where you know anything they do is for their profit, so. They are willing to look the other way as long as they are reaping rewards for it. Well, that kind of goes to the point of the credit score. Is it to benefit you, the consumer, or is it to tell the bank how good a risk or how much money they're going to make off you, right? Whose side are you on, Sean? That's my question. He's with the banks. Get him. (laughs) Get that fuck. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. I don't know. It just—it's extremely it, frustrating. It can be a so, little bit of both. Just because it's just because it's a tool that's being used uh, unfairly uh, by the banks and by you know uh, many different systems doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing for consumers because they know, oh, my score is low because I've been I've been making mistakes and I need to you know. I've been spending too much. I need to reel in my spending. You know, I overexerted myself on what kind of car or house that I could buy, and now I'm in debt for more than what I am comfortable paying back. Yeah. So it does have an effect that way, but honestly, that's really not something that most people use it for. Most people just look at it as the, you know, like like you where you were struggling, trying desperately to get it to a good spot so that you could get your next loan. It's everybody out here just looking for their next fix of credit. Well, you're absolutely right. We're, don't be wrong, you need a house, or you need a domicile, some shelter yeah. to live in, right? But at the end of the day, most of the shit we buy, we don't need. Hmm. Yeah. I like shit. Huh. I've got a lot of shit, right? I enjoy shit. You but sure we do. don't need most oh. right. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Uh, but we don't need most of the shit we buy. We really don't. I don't need those weird 70s Starburst globes that are on the wall behind me. You don't need your artistic <laughs> renderings of Nicolas Cage as various Mario characters. Oh, I do need those. Those are those are they really. It's probably the keystone of the house. It really is. It ties the whole room together. Kind of does. But that's uh, that's I mean that that's it though is that we don't we don't need all these things we want all these things some of these things make life more comfortable they make life more enjoyable you're never happier than you are when you're spending money well that's true it gives you a real endorphin rush yeah so let's let's say the credit cards weren't an option right so mm-hmm. all your credits tied to either loans on cars houses or big stuff right sure yeah. So you have to save up for every impulse purchase. Well, here's the thing. We have built an entire economy on the idea of 
unlimited expansion, right? Mm. The idea that we never stop expanding. Well, one of these days. is going to be one of these days. It's going to stop expanding, right? We're going to have to stop expanding because we don't have enough resources unless we invent a way to materialize shit out of thin air, okay? Hashtag well, that, Star Trek. Hashtag well, that just feature. breaks the economy. That doesn't, like, keep expanding. This, okay. This breaks the economy. It does break the economy. But my point is, it has to stop at some point, right? We live in a consumer-based culture in this country, okay, the United States, and most developed nations are very similar, okay? You sound like a socialist. Goddamn hippies. No, listen, here's the thing. So we live in this culture where we, we absolutely have to have stuff, right? And I am 100% in on that, right? Because I, I am I am so sucked into it, and I am part of it, right? When we bought this house, I went, like, extra into debt buying shit I thought looked sure nice. You've done that before, too. You know what? I don't need to hear hey, your hey, shit right now. There's right. there's no better time to get into more debt than when you're already in debt. That's fair. What are they going to do? <laughs> Take it all back? I mean, I had to have the light blue iMac that matched my light blue typewriter. It really, really says something about who I am as a person. Speaking of, how's the, uh, how's that novel? You son of a bitch. How's that novel coming? (laughs) You know what? Actually, I've made a deal with Jake, uh, my writer friend, um, that if I don't complete it by midsummer, he owes me a swift kick in the balls. Mm, That's even worse than a slap bet. It's worse than a slap bet. So just so the uh, listeners know, Wayne owes me how many slaps now is that? Well, it's two. I mean, I've cashed yeah. in. I've cashed in quite a few. So of them. I'm a fat piece of shit, and I uh, made a bet with Wayne many years ago. I was going to lose some weight, and I didn't lose the weight. And so uh, the the bet was, if I didn't, he got five slaps, I believe. I think it was six. Six was it six? Okay, it so being six. He's saving one for my death bet. Just so everyone knows, it's going to be a real good time for everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Especially the grieving widow. Because she is, like, a lot younger than I am. So she'll mm. definitely be still around. Oh, she'll um, definitely be grieving. When you know you what? I don't uh, I don't like the implication there. We're off topic, so... No, uh, that happens. <laughs> the point is, we live in that consumer-based, consumer-based culture, right? Mm-hmm. So what can we do to get out of that, that cycle? Like, what do you guys em- think? Embrace a minimalist lifestyle. You, yeah, that's pretty much. you don't have to buy the shit. That's yeah. true. And we have shit for every occasion, right? There's huh. 15,000 different ways, little p- plastic things you can buy at Walmart for, like, every keeping your holiday. phone cord yeah. out of the way. Consider, consider having to make your own greeting cards for everybody's birthday. Hey, I do that. There's one right over there with uh, Dwight huh. Schrute on it with the mannequin face. You made that yourself. I did. I like to make, uh, I like to make things in Photoshop. Okay, in fairness, I couldn't see that on the shelves of the store. So this is really great for the listeners uh, talking about something you can see in That's the, the room. Best part of podcasts is talking yeah, about right. things that just leave the mystery uh, there. The visual, yeah, imagine it's only there. Paint me in a your visual mind. landscape. We should do a video though. podcast, right? Just have our fat asses. Can, uh, nobody wants the, the. No one wants, no wants, that. No one wants to see that. No one wants this podcast either. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're gonna we're gonna get an audience. I'm telling you. I'm gonna tell you guys. I have faith in it. You know, Aaron, uh, we're going to show... This is actually the first episode, guys. We are going to put out the pilot episode, which was me and my friend Aaron uh, doing it. Um, but we... He is very negative on the idea that it's going to do anything. It might not. You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We're doing it because we think it might be a little bit of fun. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So we'll see where it goes. But, all right. So, you want to transition? 
Or you want to keep on going with the credit? No, I, th- I think we've dumped on credit a, a fair yeah, amount. Yeah, we've taken a nice fair dump on the credit system. Sean defended it because he, you know, loves credit. I've got an 800 score. Eat a oh. dick. Oh, oh that's the Sean voice, guys. Uh, FYI. Oh. A way to introduce things that someone listening would never understand. That's true. You know, it's really an inside joke between us friends. So uh, we're that's, doing that's another great so thing that podcasts are for is inside jokes yeah. amongst yeah. the people that are doing the podcast. Is, uh, <laughs> well, see, the listeners become time. part of the joke. Just, eventually. just one big family. Hey, listen, I do that with Red Letter Media. You know, I'm part of the inside jokes. Now. Mm. It makes you like part of the family. Okay. So our uh, second topic today, guys, is going to be about uh, uncles on the internet, or alternatively, grumpy old cranks on the internet. So, so, so we all have an explain? uncle, except for you guys who, you know, he died in Vietnam or something, right? I mean, we do have an uncle, technically. Which uncle a, do you have? Mary, other. on the other side. Oh, well, that doesn't count. I mean, but it's still an uncle. Only but- the father's bloodline counts. Oh. I mean, he's just not a crank, or at least as far as we know. I mean, he's probably I, I is. No, no, you guys had another uncle. I have been best friends with Sean since we were six fucking years old. Wayne is his little brother, and I did not know they had a different uncle other than Wayne. Uncle Wayne, who died in Vietnam. That's who I'm named after. That, yeah. If anyone could couldn't have guessed. <laughs> Connect the dots. So, it was right. just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah what They realized name? after the fact. Uh, you, uh, know you know what? what? That's, my, that's my dead brother's name. So my Man. uncle, my uncle Kevin, is one of these cranks. Now he's not the racist. I hate immigrants, and I he's, think this country's going to hell in the handbasket kind of. He's crank. actually really like he's super liberal. He's, and progressive. Yeah, he's very progressive. He just <laughs> shares the same problem with conservative, racist, and you know whatnot. That has to scream into the ether. Yeah, you know, <laughs> cap all caps lock. You know. Doesn't understand what sarcasm is. Yeah, this, so <laughs> it's not the first time that, that he's responded to one of my sarcastic comments, Very assuming seriously. that I was serious. So th- this all comes from if you don't mind me explaining real quick, I made a post a few days ago about gas prices and uh, some guy driving a huge SUV bitching about gas prices. I ran into at the bank, and Wayne's Wayne responded sarcastically, "Fuck Biden his absolute control of the prices of gas." You'll never see me in an electric vehicle. I'm going to bankrupt on gas to own the libs. Sarcastically, right? Whatever. My Uncle, Ke- My Uncle Kevin, <laughs> he absolutely responded with, like, he does voice to text, I'm pretty sure, almost exclusively. Yeah, they come out sounding weird. He responded within, like, four days. It was four days when he responded. But his responses between those responses, after we first you know, responded back to him, were super quick. Right, and he wrote these like paragraphs upon paragraphs about you know oh so under Bush it wasn't bad and then, then, then like just trying to like throw it in Wayne's face he was a a cuck ass conservative or some shit right and um, I just responded very simply he's being sarcastic and then he got, oh I didn't know like four paragraphs about how he didn't know yeah. da, da, da. and then also continuing his point about how shitty. Uh, conservatives are about blaming Biden and all this stuff. Mm. His son responded almost immediately, just dad, like with a bunch of D's, right? So, I mean, okay, so Uncle Kevin is the fun kind of crank on the yeah. internet, in my opinion, right? And that's because I'm a liberal hippie bitch, okay? It still it still bears the problem, though, of, of once again, the kind of the opposite coin to the other side. 
going on racist and sexist tirades. That's fair. Is that that he does the opposite, and it's like when you could just simply say, "I'm like, so fucking woke." Yeah. <laughs> when when he could just simply you know bring a, a clear and concise point, and instead you get you know. 15 responses that are, you know, each a paragraph long and all basically saying the same thing. Yeah. He's just desperately trying to get his point across. And, uh, I mean, you know, more power to him in that, but it's it's still the same problem that, you know... Maybe uh, if I ramble look, longer, it'll make sense. <laughs> yeah. I love Uncle Kevin. I really do. He's a good... Overall, he's got a good heart. He really does. He will help you. He's got lung issues. He's not had an easy life, and he will give you money out of his wallet. It's the last dollar he's got. But, but, he won't let you get a word in edgewise. Christmas, Thanksgiving, it's always like, you know, you're trying to talk to him. And I agree with Uncle Kevin on most issues, okay? But, like, even when you agree with him, he will not let you get a word in edgewise. So, that's my crazy uncle. Well, other than the other one who's the opposite of the spectrum, who... Literally, at a person who died of COVID's funeral, was bitching about how it was a made-up virus by the Chinese. Okay, which hey, great way to honor Uncle Billy, by the way. Good job. Um, so that's my kind of situation. But the overall point, well, though, is screaming into the ether, right? This idea yeah, that they just—they need desperately for someone to hear them. The you know, the, or gener- the illusion. generally, the illusion. generally speaking, are are older. You know, boomers. To to use the the slur. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, you're right, and I would say the illusion of someone hearing them because, yes, you might reach a small audience for most things, right? You're yeah. not reaching a wide audience where you're getting no. like all this attention. You're reaching maybe your immediate family on Facebook, right? Or they don't use Twitter yeah. usually. They really don't use uh, Twitter. It's Facebook. It's Facebook. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Facebook. It's yeah. Facebook. And so they get on there and they scream because they saw some fucking article. That was shared. That's not even real, or it's half that's a, factual. Well, it, it's a it's a misleading headline for yes. the sake of getting clicks, but which they didn't even it, read. Yeah, it doesn't actually get the clicks, and it doesn't generate any ad revenue because they just read the the headline and automatically get mad about it. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it's just it's this like need to feel like you're being heard. I guess. Oh, I mean, everybody. Everybody wants to think that their voice is being heard. They want to think that people are listening to them. But, I mean, every single time I come across a paragraph comment on a Facebook post (laughs) that's in all caps, I immediately go, man, I am going to gather such knowledge from this post. Yeah, I'm going to learn so much from reading this rambling from well, someone. Well, that's nothing. We, we read and we don't really absorb a lot of times, do we? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well and it, do you read? But I mean, it doesn't, are you going to well, bother okay. reading that? Do you bother to read it? Yeah. It doesn't sure. really help because you're you're just looking at it going, man, they, is, there, is their keyboard broken? <laughs> like, is it, is they, they, did they press shift the entire time? Well, see, or did they actually phone, hit caps lock? If you, if you double tap the shift, it turns into caps lock. And then and you don't have to worry about way. it. Yeah. And it just doesn't stop. And they don't have the knowledge to change it. Yeah. Well, you know, once again, like, I'm lucky that I have a more, uncle, an uncle I at least agree with on Facebook who does these rants, right? I, uh, luckily, the other uncle does not get on Facebook because the government's tracking him or some bullshit, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably well, true, actually. I mean, yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody with illusions that thinks that, you know, Facebook isn't tracking their every move. Hold on. Let me 
put my yeah. phone away. Oh no, that can be a topic for a different day. By yeah. the way, oh we'll get into a that. Whole other oh thing. for sure. Oh my god. So yeah, so you know, uh, he just is obsessed and he's he's kind of neurotic. But um, yeah, I don't know. So it's one of those things where, and we'll we'll dive into this a little more next week. We're we're, we're going to talk about how this affects kind of our society and the the way it is kind of driven almost mm. our our culture in a way. Um, but I mean, I don't know, like. Do you guys usually engage with people who do that or not? Oh, not absolutely all. not. You don't? Okay. No, there's I'm, not even a point in doing it. Not anybody, barely, anybody, anybody that, barely that posts my own content. That's true. Yeah. Anybody that posts an entire I have children, paragraph. The tiny wife. I post it rarely. Huh. Anyone that posts an entire paragraph in all caps ranting about a like, you know, ten letter sentence. That's fair. Uh Obviously, they aren't going to be swayed. Hmm. No, they've that's made, a they, good point. They've made up their mind, and they are going to stick to it no matter. So you never try to like just piss them off. I mean, what's really what's that going to? It's not really going to make me feel so any better. That's more, that's more of your pastime. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I don't appreciate these dispersions. Yeah, us getting character. ganging up on you. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. You know, you're right. You know, my wife tells me this all the time that uh, there's no point and I shouldn't do it. Uh, I don't do it a lot, but you know, I'll get on a Facebook post. Not someone I know usually, but I'll see some bullshit and I'll mm-hmm. try to offer the opposing viewpoint. Oh, that's an that's, that's a great that's a, audio. Oh wow, mm. that's a mistake. Keep that in for I sure. I just dropped my wedding ring, so. Uh, mm. oh, I'm single, ladies. So uh, uh, starts fiddling with the ring. So you know. So anyways. That's how it works. Once the ring comes off. Single as could be. But no, so she'll, you know, say there's no point in doing it, right? And you're right. And truth is, all it does is do the exact same thing that I hate, which is dividing our country and causing more problems. But God, does it feel good sometimes to piss off somebody who they think... So once again, I'm a liberal. I'm not going to lie about it. I am not a conservative and I, I have some conservative friends who are becoming less conservative over the years because the movement has shifted. Um, but that being said, I'm a liberal, but something just feels good sometimes about pissing off people who claim that my side are the snowflakes. My side are the ones that take offense to everything. When it's really, in my opinion at least, their side that seems to really take umbrage with things and really get pissed off when something doesn't go their way. Oh, once again, you know they they hate the cancel culture, but you know, Colin Kaepernick kneels during the uh, yeah well, anthem, and you know they need to boycott football all of a sudden. <laughs> so yeah, you know. or Starbucks doesn't put you know Jesus on their cup, and all of a sudden it's uh, yep, it's they a hate war Christians. On Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's a war on Christmas. So you know, every, we're not every, us. You know? We're not yeah. canceling Starbucks. We're just never going to go there anymore. Yeah. It's a it's such a slight difference. It's just semantics, really. You know. Well, of course, of course, of course. You see, it's right when they do it. Well, that's the way it always. Works, they're right? they're all they're on the side. They're on the right side. They're on the just side of the issue. So, um, well, who thinks they aren't really? Well, yeah, that's fair. Well, before we go, let's go ahead and have a quick word from one of our fictitious sponsors. He piled upon the real white's hump. Some of all the change and general hate felt by his whole race from him down, and then as if his chest had been a monitor, he was shot as hard harder. Have you ever wanted to combine the ease of listening of an audiobook with the excitement, drama, and intrigue of a murder mystery? Well, now you can with Inaudible.com. 
Our narrator Sean will mumble his way through all your favorite classics and hot new titles, leaving you with a look of stricken confusion as you try to decipher the last sentence he read. On the moon, she was shackled to my bush, peeled ginger root, and settled in her ass so she can clench her buttocks, comes to mind, followed by a judicious use of a strapper bill. Yeah, that would teach her to be so irresponsible. So join today and use the promo code HARDCOREMUMBLECORE. That's promo code HARDCOREMUMBLECORE to get 20% added to your first three months. Only at inaudible.com. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to Was I Drunk? Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Was I Drunk SP. That's at Was I Drunk SP. And if you like what we're doing, do the things everyone always asks you to do when you listen to a podcast so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Also, feel free to tag us with a comment or leave a suggestion for a future episode. Until next time, bottoms up.